am anam nakwi and you are listening to sapien story we believe that each one of us is a story and we live different ones each day we listen to each other and grow a human library of sorts conversations lead to stories this journey is for you to tell your story and for us to live them let's create this library together as a child there is a tale i often heard my nani repeat it was from akbar's court once a scholar challenged the learned men in the court to find out his mother tongue many ministers questioned him in various languages but failed to find out as he spoke all of them very fluently then it is said that bebel came close to the scholar and after staring at him for a while slapped him the scholar exclaimed his displeasure in tamil bebel then came to the conclusion that the scholar's mother tongue is tamil as one resorts to the mother tongue when shocked or distressed while this tale may have many versions where tamil may be replaced by bengali or malayalam i want to ask tahir and rajat if this phenomenon is true for them too hi tahir and rajat uh, i have come to understand that both of you speak or know at least four languages so can we begin with you telling me how that happened and also if the akbar bebel story resonated with you at all hi anam uh, thanks for having me on this podcast uh, so uh, i basically know english hindi bengali gujarati and had studied little bit little bit of french but uh, i have absolutely uh, zero knowledge of french right now i've forgotten everything so let's stick to the four languages english and hindi naturally we we study english in school and english is the medium of communication for all our day to day work uh, hindi we are we are all indians so uh, hindi is something which uh, is spoken widely across the country and bengali i am originally from calcutta west bengal so i had bengali as part of my curriculum in school it was it was the second language that was taught to me in school uh, so i am quite fluent in uh, bengali uh, in speaking re- reading and writing bengali and about gujarati uh, i i belong to the daudi bora community uh, which is a subsect of the shia muslim community uh, and gujarati is the language which uh, language of a community basically uh, the majority of the daudi bora muslims reside in gujarat and in fact uh, our origins lie in gujarat we are uh, the first daudi bora muslim settlers in india were, were had settled in gujarat so today irrespective of where we where we have settled in the world we tend to use gujarati as a as a language for the community so that's how i, I speak gujarati now coming to the akbar birbal story uh, i completely relate with it uh, it's something which i have experienced first hand myself so not just when one is distressed uh, it's it's actually whenever we have to speak involuntarily when we are put in a situation where we we cannot uh, structure our thoughts carefully and then uh, come up with a come up with something that that we need to speak if if it's an involuntary thing uh, then whether we are angry whether we are frustrated whether we are distressed whether we are uh, whether we are sad we we tend to resort to our mother language uh, this is something which i have experienced myself uh, say for example 
uh, when I'm driving, uh, I, I tend to get frustrated very easily when driving on the Indian roads. Uh, you find all sorts of idiots on the roads. So that, that really brings out the frustration inside me. And, uh, and it's all, I've always seen that whenever, whenever uh, I, I'm venting out, I always tend to use Hindi. It's, it's, yes, uh, if we have, if we, if we are put in an unnatural situation, something which is a deviation from the normal, we tend to use our mother tongue. Hi, Anam, and thanks for having me. Now, for languages, I speak English, Hindi, Haryanvi, Punjabi, Urdu, and bits of Persian. I, be I belong to Haryana, but I never lived there. My father was in the army, and we keep moving around. So, technically, Hindi was my mother tongue, and not Haryanvi. And I started often with Hindi and English, and Haryanvi was something I caught much later. Then we were in Punjab and Punjabi was part of our school curriculum. So that's how I got to learn Punjabi. And during my master's, I had a very good friend who was a Pakistani and we used to talk to each other in Hindi slash Urdu. And that's when I realized that if I learn a script and study the language a bit, I can, with very little effort, I can add another language to my set of skills. So that's when I started learning Urdu and knowledge of Hindi helped a lot. And then when I took up learning Persian, knowledge of Urdu helped a lot. So Persian was mainly just out of interest because I was basically researching Iranian politics. So yeah, Persian I thought would come in handy, but I sort of lost it along the way. And given the story which you just said, so I sort of disagree with both Tahir and Mr. Birbal here because so I guess my initially I'll take again the frustration story which Tahir took. So my frustration actually the language which I use like very subconsciously it changes with times. I don't know how but let's say if I'm in, the, in my masters and we used to mostly talk in English because we were people from different students from different countries. So subconsciously, I was aware that my audience speaks English and they don't speak Hindi or Haryanvi. So if something like that would happen during my masters, I would naturally, I don't know how, but just lash out in English. In here, if I'm like regularly in touch and speaking to each other in Hindi, I would just lash out in Hindi. And given the lockdown situation we are currently in, I'm like mostly talking to my folks here at home and we speak in her talk in Haryanvi. So nowadays, if I lash out, I just do it in Haryanvi. Uh, if I may jump in here. Yes, uh, uh, Rajat, I, I totally agree with you. It, it, it depends a lot on the audience with whom we are, uh, in, uh, with, we, with whom we are present at the moment. For, for example, suppose we, we are having this podcast in English and if something untoward happens and you know, if I have to lash out, yeah, I, I will be doing it in English right now because we all we are having this conversation in English. What I meant actually was, uh, I mean, if it's it's involuntary and, and if it's sort of we are on our own, basically we don't have anybody around us and then, then it, it, it tends to be in the mother tongue. That's sort of what I meant. That actually brings me to my second point where uh, I had read an essay in class 11 or 12 where non-native speakers of English and writers of English were asked if uh, why they wrote in that particular language and not their own mother tongue. 
right and the answer almost always was because i think in it i certainly concur with this because i mean i i think when i'm thinking alone or when I, whenever i'm thinking about ideas in fact about this podcast idea i thought of it in the english language um which is why i'm asking you what do you think in when you're alone so the language of your thought generally comes to you when you're alone so where the audience may not play a role right so anam my thought regal perhaps be similar to my previous point that yeah like i write in english like i cannot write in hindi but then when i'm thinking about let's say researching my article or thinking anything about like what i'm going to write it's a mix of english and hindi mostly because there are like mostly aspects and counter aspects to things in politics so while thinking about that i mostly yeah i'm like more familiar with the english vocabulary when writing such things so i obviously write in english so i usually think in both english and hindi while writing plus on top of that i have a habit of thinking out loud like i sort of keep blabbering stuff and talking to myself all the time and that's when i keep switching languages i don't know how but depending on different circumstances depending where i am even like still talking to myself i keep switching languages but it's mostly restricted to those languages i'm most comfortable live in that's english hindi and haryanvi and at times it does touch punjabi but that's pretty much it hmm quite interesting tahe what's your say on this uh i i agree with rajat actually uh, if we if we go back to the original point uh, the point th- that we discussed in the first question uh it, it, a lot of it depends on the audience uh, with whom we are engaging so in this case if if i have to write something or if i have to uh, produce an output uh, it, it depends in which language uh, that output or is going to be so if i if like you mentioned while preparing for this podcast you were thinking in english that's because you were you were this podcast was supposed to happen in english and all the preparation that went into it was had to be in english uh, so uh, an interesting thing that comes to my mind right now uh, is when i was learning french uh, we were so our french teacher would give us uh, short essays to write and uh, we would write the essays and 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 they used to be very rudimentary and and the reason he would tell, he would tell us is that the, the thing is you are first thinking in your mother tongue and then you are converting that mother tongue into english and then you are using your knowledge of french to translate that english into french so so that that's how the, uh, the whole thinking thought process goes uh i agree to what tahe was saying in this point because when i was learning french in class 11 and 12 as well uh i would not think in french and the, that's why the grammar confused me so much because the the grammar rules in french are completely different from what english is and it was so difficult for me to sort of think like that or even write it in that we even till now i think i can only do rudimentary sentences while reading and writing but i can recognize words right so it was quite difficult for me to think in it as well uh yes uh, so uh, when we say that we know a language and we speak a language 
I believe we can only say that when we are able to think in that language. If we have to keep resorting uh, to translation, then like we think in one language and then uh, restructure our thoughts in the other language, then I don't think we really have a good command over that language. Right. And do you guys think that uh, the school environment or the school restrictions plus something at home or the culture that you were in also plays a part in this? Because I'll tell you about my school. We, we, we started in a convent school and we were not allowed to speak in any other language except English. Maybe that enforcement resulted in us thinking in that language. Uh, yes, I, I totally agree with you on this, Anam. Uh, restrictions, the socio socio cultural environment is very important. Uh, again, uh, if I have to talk about my personal experience, like in your school, uh, I, I myself also went to a convent school, and it was uh, absolutely necessary for us, uh, compulsory for us to speak in English. Uh, we were we were not allowed to speak in any other language. I mean, except if if, if it was a vernacular class. That was that was the only time we were allowed to speak in vernacular languages. That's how uh, we, I have developed this grasp of English, and I believe this is very important. Uh, one of the one of the main reasons I I could never pick up French. I mean, despite uh, studying French for about two years, I I could barely converse in French. I did I had some knowledge about the grammar, which obviously is lost now because I I I, I, I did not keep in touch. But the but the main one of the main reasons why we we do not. Uh, we are not able to uh, converse in any language, even if we know the grammar is, is, is if, unless we are uh, we are coerced into speaking that language. The only way to learn a language is to, is by starting to speak that language. Uh, another example that I can give you from uh, my my life is that uh, so, like I mentioned, Gujarati is the language in our community. But uh, these days, members of a community are spread across the world. So. So somebody who's based in the US, their children don't usually tend to pick up Gujarati. They usually speak in English. So what happens is they do not develop that grasp over Gujarati. So parents consciously at home uh, encourage them to speak in Gujarati because they're, they're able to speak in English uh, outside and everywhere else. But they, they are unable to get, uh, get a hold of Gujarati anywhere else. Uh, that's something which I have noticed. Similarly, in my case... Uh, my native hometown is actually in Madhya Pradesh and in that place, the native language was Urdu. So even I did not really have much of a background in Gujarati. So to get, get a grasp of Gujarati, uh, even my parents sort of encouraged me. Once I, once I had learned Urdu and everything, they encouraged me to speak Gujarati at home and outside when I'm interacting with members of a community. And that's how I developed knowledge of Gujarati. Uh, I guess I like totally agree to both what both of you said. How I would like to express it was when something I personally experienced while learning Persian. I learned Persian about like two years back. I've like lost most of it now. But then, yeah, it's actually a new language has to be coerced on you. As long as like you're not speaking it quite frequently, you can't like start conversing in it. And to and it's only after you start conversing in it, then you can actually start thinking in it. Otherwise, you can't. Your mind starts to get like getting lazy over time. It's like oh, I'm like you start doing something in Persian, and then you start sort of start coming back to English or Hindi, and then like try to translate. And after that, it's way too much work for your brain to do. So you just like nah, I'll probably like leave it and pick it up sometime later, and that sometime later never comes on. 
there's this Indian stand-up comic who said that when he started doing engineering, he realized that he needed to learn how to speak English. And what was the best way to course English? It was to have his group of friends and make a rule that we'll talk to each other in English whenever we have to. The immediate next line of the joke was, we didn't talk much to each other. But imagine the number of fights. We didn't have a single fight in the four years. Okay, you, this guy owes me this much money. And I'll go to this guy and I'm like, oh... I'll start talking in Hindi, like they'll start, like, wait, you're supposed to fight in English. And then they'll start framing sentence, okay, how do you describe that this person owes me this much money? Then that's where, what I said, the mind gets lazy every consecutive time you do the same thing. They're like, ah, let it be, I don't, I don't want to fight because it's way too effort, way too much effort for my brain. <laughs> That's quite an interesting anecdote and it adds to this sort of somber topic that we're discussing. Which brings me to the next question. Which language do you prefer thinking or speaking in? And does it tie back to socio-cultural or socio-economic aspects? It does, I guess. Like it, The language you speak in has a very strong correlation with I would say it's more of a socio-cultural thing like rather than socio-economic thing. India, I'll take uh, a thing, for example. So, when the podcast invite came in, I naturally assumed that we're going to talk in English. I don't know why, but I just naturally did it. So, I guess, yeah, it's a socio-cultural thing that comes up. And two very prominent examples which I would like to cite here. Number one, so I started learning Persian about in my very first class, okay, the guy teaching Persian was an Indian. All, almost all my class were Indians and all looked like were like fluent Hindi speakers. Now, majority Hindi speakers, Persian, first Persian class, the teacher started on with introductions and I don't know, by default, or sort of by default, but everybody started introducing themselves in English. Like, this is my name, this is what I've done as a background. Yeah, being more comfortable in English, everybody chose to speak in English. So that's something, I guess, very socio-cultural thing. Another thing which I found, like, sort of discovered was during my master's when I was like, oh, why are we in India so obsessed with English? Europeans have an affinity towards their mother tongues. During the first week of my master's, we were standing in a queue outside a party hall, like waiting to get in with our passes and stuff. So it was three of us. It was me, I, an Indian guy. I had a French friend and I had a friend who was an Italian guy. So along the way, we started making friends and like talking to other people. While talking to others, like in the queue, standing there in the queue, it was like an hour or so. There were... There was a guy who came in, like, we were talking to this guy, and this guy turned out to be f from France. So, my friend and this guy started talking in French, right? And later on, two girls were passing who happened to be from Italy, and this friend of mine started talking to these two girls in Italian. Now, I was there, like, talking to everyone in English and thinking, like, if somebody from North India turns up in this line, I would naturally talk to that person in English. I don't know why. But I would talk to that person in English. So, 
that social social cultural aspect is present in our lives that naturally gives us tells us that okay switch to english as default so which language i prefer to speak uh, i mean it, it it totally depends on the audience and with whom i am interacting i mean that that's probably the only factor which determines which language i prefer to speak maybe uh, it, not so much when it comes to thinking we've already gone over uh, how our thought process works uh, going to the other part i i totally agree with uh, rajat on this that it's more to do with the socio cultural aspect uh, rather than socio economic and something which i would like to add here is that uh, language culture and society uh, the, the three of the all three are very 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 closely linked so culture is basically uh, you could say language is is one of the major major aspects of any culture or even of for that matter society so if if a language is lost uh, the the culture is entirely lost it's it's impossible to preserve the originality of of a culture if 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 you if that language is lost like rajat mentioned uh, if 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 you see somebody uh, who's uh, who's 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 your native or or you know somebody who speaks a certain language we then tend to converse in that language similarly uh, if, if if i have to talk about socio economic aspect uh, it is also uh, i mean uh, this sort of a thing is more prominent in india uh, but i don't think this uh, socio economic aspect would be more pro- would be so prominent in other parts of the world where which where, where language is uh, a lot more homogeneous for example say in the uk uh, everybody would speak english i mean it doesn't matter which which socio economic stratum that person belongs to but they would all be speaking in speaking english mostly uh, but in india where we uh, where we have uh, obviously at least we we supposed to have unity in diversity 200 major languages that are spoken uh, widely across the country so with this socio economic uh, aspect comes in here so if it's uh, somebody uh, from i i, I don't know for, the, for for a lack of better word lowest lower socio economic stratum then he or she would be uh, speaking in their native language their mother tongue and so in order to converse with them we would have to switch to that language i i i mean uh, there's nothing wrong with that but i'm just making an observation that uh, if we if say for example if we have to speak to our house help uh, we would be speaking to her in hindi if she's uh, if if we are in delhi so for uh, if for that matter if we are in if i was in calcutta i would be speaking to my my house help is likely to be bengali and i would be speaking to her in bengali now if we, if we are conversing like the conversation that we are having so if i have to converse with uh, you we we are doing it in english uh, if i were conversing with my friends we would be probably uh, i mean if it's an informal conversation with my old school college friends we would be having it in english we would not be doing it in sorry we would be doing it in in hindi and we would not be having the conversation in english so it's more of a combination of socio economic cultural rather than only socio economic when i think about homogeneous cultures in different countries and that ties back to the languages i think about how as a teenager and as a young adult i always thought in english in fact i continue to do so however recently i have noticed that with my conversations or sometimes through poetry outlets i'm gravitating towards hindi and urdu and i have become increasingly interested in their literature as well especially with pash and faiz ahmed faiz and how popular their poetry has become in this political climate of our country 
is it because i live in delhi i don't know is there an influence well there could be uh so anand you just talked about faz and i guess faz could be a very good example here of intermingling of cultures and languages so urdu as a language has a lot of borrowed vocabulary from persian but like much of its vocabulary comes from hindi as well and faz if you read some of his poetry he very beautifully intermingles persian with urdu like he from predominantly writes in urdu but then many of the expressions which cannot be expressed in urdu are so beautifully expressed in persian which can be a take away from this as in two languages can merge together and create a very magnificent picture maybe if we start thinking and writing in two different languages or mixing them i don't know what we would come up with maybe a topic for a new podcast